Hey y'all, welcome back to the 18th episode of Signed Out. Thank you again for hanging in there with me. Um, it's been a roller coaster. It's it's been something, okay? <laughs> so let's just hop into it. This is episode 18, reinvention and reconsideration. Don't call it a comeback. Road to a come up. Now this is when I dive in into more of what I was thinking during my there my physical therapies and occupational therapies it's if you haven't guessed it yet it's essentially <laughs> is my journal but I am storytelling I mean we all read the diary of Anne Frank I'm not gonna compare myself to no it's not but we all have read diaries of peoples <laughs> and I wouldn't say this is my diary I don't think it's not I don't think it is it is a journal yes but it is not my diary. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> um, but you know what? I've been babbling. Let's get into it. Episode 18, Road to a Come Up. I can't do it. I whined as my occupational therapist aided me in my reaching and grabbing exercises. It's okay. That's why you're here, she reassured. My occupational therapist. That's why you're in therapy. She responded evenly, calmly. I felt relieved and comforted. Did she guarantee my recovery? No. Did she give me hope that I will improve? Yup. I hadn't realized I had lost that hope. I didn't realize I couldn't see the forest for the trees. I buried myself in my present struggle and inabilities creating a hold of despair, a vacuum for motivation and promise. I sought comfort in my negative mental spiral. I was accustomed to the feeling of hopelessness, so much so I welcomed it, no matter what it was, no matter that it was hindering my progress and poisoning my positive visualization, which is hella effective in recovering, according to occupational therapists and physical therapists and neuroscientists. So do it. (laughs) I was falling into the common thought traps, according to my cognitive behavioral therapist. She's a neuropsych fellow too. Common thought traps include all or nothing thinking. It's when you see things in black and white categories. If your performance falls short of perfect, you see yourself as a total failure. Another pattern is overgeneralization. You see a single negative event as a never-ending pattern of defeat. Or are you a mental filter? You pick out a single negative defeat and dwell on it excessively to the point that your version or vision of reality becomes darkened. Like the drop of ink that colors the entire beaker of water. Oh, haven't we all done that? Disqualifying the positive. You dismiss positive experiencing experiences by insisting they don't count for some reason or another. In this way, you can maintain a negative belief that is con- contraindicated. Or, yeah, it's contraindicated by your everyday experience like it's 
contradicted <laughs> by your everyday experiences. Sorry, contraindicated. <laughs> That's med school talk. I'm sorry. Uh, jumping to conclusions is another one. This is number five. You make a negative interpretation even when there are definite facts that convincingly support your conclusion. So when there are no definite facts, so let's like, like you've seen that meme with Lady Gaga, here's me again, jumping to conclusions. And she like jumps off this really high point above the arena. But it's true. It's like you hang on to this negative interpretation, even though there are literal facts Like someone can give you a receipt that will convince you that you're wrong, but you hold on to it because I can't even tell you about this because now number six of a negative thought pattern is mind reading. You arbitrarily conclude that someone is reacting negative negatively to you and you don't bother to check this out. This, this one felt very narcissistic to me. Um, like I always say, a lot of times people are not even thinking about you. They are not worried about you. They're worried about themselves. Everyone is their own main character of their own movie. So you arbitrarily, arbitrarily thinking that someone is judging you or thinking negatively about you is most more likely than not, it's not the case. The seven um, is fortune teller error. You anticipate that things will turn out badly and you feel convinced that your prediction is an already established fact, right? They always say that, oh, don't think about, think about failing things. That means you already failed it in your head. They were right. They were right. It's an unhelpful thought pattern and your brain is smart, but it's also dumb and it doesn't know what is real and what is fake. So in your head, if you think you failed something, your brain doesn't know if you actually failed it or not. It believes that it has because you told it that it has. Oh, crazy. Well, I was exhibiting number four, disqualifying the positive. Many combat this through a gratitude journal and active self-reflection. That's what I was trying to do. So let's learn the lessons. My physicians inspired me. I looked up the credentials of my doctors for the first time to find out they're pretty badass. I thought my rehab doc was a a generalist just to find out. She is a fellowship trained neurologist, girl power for you. And my neurosurgeon, who is relatively young, does his job well, collaborates well, and is knowledgeable. My neurosurgeon consistently encourages me to continue my medical education. There's nothing like people in your field hyping you up, especially when you have counted yourself out. On top of that, one of my classmates and friend graduated from medical school today. I felt a sense of FOMO, fear of missing out, failure, and pride. So what if, no, we are not going to go there, I refuse. You will get there. You will get to where you need to be. You will get to where you are supposed to be. This classmate's journey to his MD was not a straight line. He finished the dang thing an inspiration. But one person's success doesn't discount yours and doesn't mean you can't or won't succeed. It doesn't disqualify you, essentially. Your time will come 
have faith that you will have your time. I, I will add, also have faith that you will have multiple times. <laughs> That's what people don't also say. Because if they say that, I've had my time, therefore no other times will happen. I do not think that is that is so. I think you have multiple times and just for currently, this is just not my time. <laughs> So let's take a retroactive gander at your blessings and come back, shall we? It's just me talking to me, because, of course. <laughs> let's see. You struggled through neuroanatomy just to beast it during your summer course. You failed the board exam, not of your own doing. But you, continue, but you continued to study and do better the next time, and then you did pass it. Now, you survived your first stroke and continued third year, the clinical year, and you also survived your second stroke. You pinched and reached with your left hand and arm two months after your second stroke weakened and nearly paralyzed your entire left side. You walked three miles straight two months after being bedridden because you couldn't walk. You continued to make progress in your speech language therapy, in your occupational therapy, and your physical therapy. You were not able to walk backwards and on uneven ground and over obstacles, but now you can. You can walk up and down steps the adult way, which means one step sequentially followed by the other, not like how toddlers do, where they step up with both feet and they touch both feet to each other and step up again. That's how I did it, but then I finally was able to do it one step at a time, with one foot at a time. I was also beginning to be more accepting of the notion that I do not know what the future holds. The future is truly open-ended. That much agency and control is, is intimidating to me. It's easier to be told what to do. It's easier to be parented, to be on the receiving end of paternalism. Medical school is the antithesis of creativity and unpredictability. Medical school thrives in predictable, consistent outcomes. This makes sense. You don't want your treatment, care, and knowledge to be on flux. You don't want it to be in flux. You don't want a treatment that may or may not work if you can help it. You want it to work the majority of the time, if not all the time. In medicine, however, I have learned this much, is as much an art as it is a science, and it is constantly evolving. From racism, sexism, classism, to innovation, medicine, medicine, that's the term medicine, ism, medicine has gone and is going through it. I think as the field becomes more diverse and reviewed in a more critical light, it will improve for the better. So there you go, guys. That was episode 18 with a little bit of therapy thrown into it. I wanted to share what I learned from my therapist because I found it so helpful. I do this thing called rationalization. You can Google it, whatnot. Um, Well, you know what it is, but in terms of psychiatry or psychology, that's what I do. And so it was helpful to have, you know, points that, hey, these are different ways that you think that don't help you. That was very, very, very enlightening. 
And so I hope, hopefully you got some knowledge from that and hopefully it helped you. Or hopefully you can do some searches on your own or talk to your own therapist about it. I found it very helpful and I hope, hope you will find it helpful as well. So again, thank you for listening and being patient with me. This is episode 18 of Signed Out. As usual, sleep well, eat well, and be well, y'all. Have a wonderful day.